HR professionals, business owners, and operations at all levels are struggling to figure out what needs to change. Our system has been shocked, practices have been questioned, and conversations are finally happening. We all know there has been a huge shift in what people want. Inclusion and diversity are common phrases, but often misunderstood. Generations are coming together more than ever on what's important. Mental health has been brought to the forefront of everyone's mind. Let's humanize these conversations. Let's talk about what's important for employees to be successful in life and at their job, and how companies can create an environment to allow them to do both. Because successful people will make up a successful workforce. I'm Leanne Lovely. Let's get this conversation started. I have an amazing guest today, Jill Lublin is an international speaker on the topics of publicity, networking, kindness, and referrals. She is the author of four best-selling books, including Get Noticed, Get Referrals, and co-author of Guerrilla Publicity and Networking Magic. Her latest book, Profit of Kindness, went number one in four categories. Jill is a master strategist on how to position your business for more profitability and more visibility in the marketplace. She is CEO of Strategic Consulting Firm and has 25 years of experience working with over 1,000 people plus national and international media. Jill teaches a virtual publicity boot camp and consults and speaks all over the world. She has spoken on many stages with lumineers such as Tony Robbins. Jill also leads a conscious kindness community. Visit the link below in the show notes to get your free gift. Or you can go to jilllublin.com. Jill, I am so excited for you to join me today. I'm thrilled to be here, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me. Why don't you start out by um, telling me and the audience a little bit about yourself? Hmm. Well, I know you did this great intro for me, and I would tell you, um, you know, my some of my proudest accomplishments are my books, four of them, uh, and certainly helping so many, literally thousands of small business owners get more publicity. And I look at it as spreading your light to the world, your gift to the world. And um, so that's exciting. And I run a conscious kindness community. And those are things I'm, I'm happy about and proud of. And, you know, like everyone, I've had many a step along the way, um, some switchbacks, some fall downs, uh, you know, and most importantly, doing what I love and loving what I do now. And that's awesome. Um, I love that phrase, loving what I or Say that again. Loving what I do and doing what I love. That's I, I absolutely love that because what if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, and that, um, you know, I recently went to um, an event and the speaker spoke about finding your true purpose and being able to match that purpose, you know, align that with your life. And if you can truly identify what your purpose is, then, you know, you, everything else kind of falls into place. Um, and it's, it, it's completely true. Um, so absolutely love that. So you, you are a best-selling off, author, four books, four books. You're a speaker, you're a teacher. Let's talk about it. Mm. So, you know, the thing that I'm uh, big on is, is helping people get real world publicity, because listen, uh, a big PR agency is going to cost you four to 5000 a month and more a month 
and more. And, uh, you know, I know how to get this stuff done in looking like the big guys, as I like to say, but without spending a fortune. So that's that's really always been my jam. And I've stayed in my lane. I, you know, I believe and like to, for me, stay in my lane. That doesn't mean, I mean, I have multiple interests and uh, but I've just I've just found a groove, you know, and I think sometimes when you find a groove, it's a good thing to keep that groove going. <laughs> Absolutely. So your most recent book. That's the public the, the gorilla publicity. Yes. Gorilla. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that without giving away any trade secrets. But, oh, you know, well, I love guerrilla publicity. That's this one here. Yep. It's actually um, my third book, to be exact. But the truth is, it just came out as a third edition again. So every time a new book comes out in a new edition, I consider it new, right? Right. Uh, and it's filled with uh, great, easy things to do to get your publicity done using time and imagination. And um, to do things the right way, how the media appreciates it, that gets you seen, heard, and paid Mm -hmm. using publicity as a primary strategy. So uh, great fun to write. And it's part of the J. Conrad Levinson Guerrilla series. For those of you familiar with guerrilla marketing, this one's called Guerrilla Publicity. And it's really the focus of get it done publicity. I'm I'm a practical kind of woman. I want people to get things done, to have ease with it, to to be um, consistent and persistent in the marketplace with publicity. So guerrilla publicity is oriented toward those actions. So let me ask you a question. When I hear of publicity, I think, well, you know, publicity is for the the rich and the famous, for the um, the stars, for you know, public speakers. For so let's let's talk about publicity at its at its core. You know, who who are your target audience? Who are the people who need publicity? How about listening right now? All of you need publicity. If you're a business person, if you're in business, whether you're a solopreneur or have one or two people working with you, which, by the way, is most of who I work for, Mm -hmm. um, the reality is people need to hear of you because you can be doing great work, whatever area you're in. And if no one knows about you, then what good is it? You know, so to me, that's fine if you want to just be heads down all the time. But if you want an easy way to attract, and that is, it's an attraction strategy. Um, and it monetizes you. Publicity monetizes you, multiplies you, and magnifies you. So that's why I love it, because it's really about a, 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 you know, kind of a gift that keeps on giving. And what's beautiful is that the reality is when you stand out in the marketplace because you got an article, it could be in your small town newspaper, in your chamber of commerce newsletter. It could be on radio, TV, on, in blogs and podcasts. All of it matters and everything counts. Um, and so really what I encourage everyone to do is is create what I refer to as visibility building activities and put them into your calendar 30 minutes a week. If you do that consistently, 30 minutes a week, I promise you great results in your publicity. So that you intrigued me. I don't know if you saw my me go, ooh, okay, what is that? So what was the phrase that you just used? 30 minutes a week, you put, what? What? how did you say that? Visibility building activities. Visibility building activities. 
And so what is all entailed in, in that? So one thing would be go to Google Alerts. Okay, Google Alerts and put your name in there. So that way, when you're spoken of in the press, you will know it. Because sometimes, you know, something will get picked up and you won't even know it necessarily. So Google Alerts really helps handle that. And even more exciting in Google Alerts, for instance, when the Prophet of Kindness came out, I put in the word kindness. Now I know when any of the media is talking about kindness and being a kindness expert, because I wrote the book on it, um, you know, I can comment. And the other piece of that is by putting the word kindness in. Do you know I found out that World Kindness Day is November 13th? I didn't know that before I wrote a book So uh, on, on kindness. And what I would recommend to all of you is put that phrase, put that um, what you help others with. And that way, you know, when the media is talking about that, which is very helpful for creating more visibility. That's a great place to start with a very specific PR strategy. Very interesting. So, you know, I, I regularly Google myself because I want to see like, where am I at? Am I am I visible? Am I? And because of, you know, because of the podcast, because of, you know, my I, I'm everywhere. You can you, which is wildly weird, um, you know, <laughs> as a, it's built up over time. But congratulations! It, it's, it's really cool, right? Where you can, but to in order to drive it properly, what you just said was put in the phrase or alerts towards when people are talking about, for instance, you know, my business, fractional sales, or that kind of thing. That is is an idea that I never thought about so that I can understand what's happening in my industry and then shift or cater, you know, my marketing strategy, my, my, my publicity strategy to what is really becoming visible to the general public, right? That's exactly it. You got it. Perfect. And, you know, to just broaden that, Leanne, like in your case, you could just do sales. You could do, you know, it doesn't have to be the word fractional sales, although that's very specific. Um, so I, I always encourage people to think broadly and then sometimes go very narrow. And and that that's powerful. Um, but, you know, there's multiple ways to act. To wonderful to different aspects and showing up in publicity, and so I like to think I'd like you to think of yourselves like an octopus, you know, with beautiful tentacles, and that's you're reaching your tentacles into multiple places to be seen and heard, and frankly, publicity builds that trust and that like no factor that people think they know you, which is great, and um, they want to do business with you and they see who you are. And they make good decisions on that. Right. And, and it's kind of creepy when people, you know, think they know you. <laughs> right. And, and, and having a podcast, you know, there's a lot of people who know a lot of facts about me. And I'm like, wait, how do you know that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. You listen to my podcast. Great. But that is totally true. And you do want people to feel like they know you. Because yeah. the no like, and trust factor. no. Hopefully they like me from listening to me. Maybe they hate me. I don't know. Probably not going to get business from that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you will, you know, frankly, engage people. And that that's really what's most important here is engaging people to be engaged with you. It's really about, um, oh, I call it the I've heard of her somewhere syndrome. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leanne Lockley. Yeah. I've heard of her somewhere. And that's what we want for each one of you. And the truth is, sometimes they won't remember where they've heard of you. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Was it at a local meeting? Was it at in a national article? Was Were you on TV or radio? Were you heard from on a podcast? The reality is, it doesn't really matter. Right. What matters is they've heard of you somewhere. And when you get publicity, it will create that ongoing powerful, I've heard of you somewhere syndrome. You know, it's interesting, Lan, we, um, I teach a publicity breakthrough boot camp, and we do, you know, every person who's in there, we want to know, where'd you come from? Did you hear me on Leanne's podcast? Did you, you know, did you uh, see something or, or saw me speak somewhere? And we do really ask, and you know, what's fascinating to me, about 20%, really that high, mm-hmm. of people cannot remember where they've heard of me. But they heard and, of you, and that's all that but matters. They've heard of me somewhere, right? And you know, sometimes it's a referral. Sometimes it's it's they did see me speak, just don't remember. But does it really matter? They saw an article, they heard a podcast, right? And and you know, it's also good to know where people are coming from. Listen, I, I had a woman who sold forty two books in a fifteen minute podcast. How wonderful is that, right? right. So you also want to know what what's working. Well, and. As you, I remember our first meeting, we, we talked, and um, I think one of the first questions I was was, Jill, hey, it's great to meet you. Where, how did we connect? <laughs> and both of us went, um, we don't know. <laughs> don't know, but we heard of each other somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Which, and it was probably through a, you know, a referral of somebody saying, hey, you should check this person out. You guys should talk. But you're, you're so unbelievably correct. There is so many times where names are thrown out there and you, you, Leanne Lovely or Jill want your name to be the name that somebody heard of somewhere. Exactly. You know, I'm to the point where I'm like, hey, if you write my name on a bathroom wall, that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That gets a little weird, doesn't it? Okay. (laughs) So I want to talk about, you know, because we have a finite amount of time. I want to talk about the, um, the kindness um, uh, uh, what, what did you call it? I was going to call it. Well, I, I call it a kindness circle or the kindness circle, kindness community, the kindness community. Let's, I want to talk about this and, and let me premise this by saying that the world needs that the world needs it ever more with so much negativity on so many different social platforms because people feel like they can just be negative and harassing and and having more people come together and say hey let's let's try to be kind let's create kindness in our group i i just i commend you for you know talking about that and creating you know even just using that word reminds people that they need to be kinder to each other so now let's talk about your kindness community So first of all, um, you know, when I wrote The Prophet of Kindness, I felt that whisper in my ear, I want you to do kindness circles. Like that was an instruction for me. And I I was busy promoting my book. I mean, I'm an expert in publicity. And frankly, I was getting on Fox News Network talking about kindness. I got on seven of them in the first 30 days of the book coming out in Las Vegas, in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, at CBS Morning News in Virginia. I mean, great stuff was happening. So I was busy 
promoting and frankly spreading the message about kindness is what we were really doing. Mm-hmm. I've been in Inc. Magazine and Forbes Magazine twice talking about kindness in business and what's it, what is its effect. But he, he, so here's the cool thing. Um, through all this, I thought, i got to get those kindness circles going, right? And then COVID happened. I thought, well, now's a good moment. And, and actually started putting out the call, you know, come on in, let's spend an hour with conscious kindness and help each other. And by golly, the first one, six, 60 people showed up. And now we've got over a thousand people in the community. And we meet at the third Wednesday of every month. Uh, and we spend an hour. Uh, we have two networking circles. It, uh, everything's on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and one 10-minute speaker, amazing people I've had, Marcy Scheimoff, who wrote Happy for No Reason and Chicken Soup for the Mother's Soul. And I had the gentleman who did the Kindness Diaries on Netflix. I've had amazing people who are in multiple environments of kindness. And uh, we're going to celebrate World Kindness Day, November 13th. We do that every year. And we celebrate kindness every day through what I call conscious acts of kindness. And I always ask people, just do one a day. One conscious act of kindness a day. Imagine the difference it would make in our world. Like, wow. And so, again, third Wednesday of every month, please, I'm going to post uh, for you. And please put it in the show notes. We invite your listeners to come. It's completely free. And that's amazing because I've, um, I, you know, a past, um, actually, know if it was past guest or not but I've had um I have somebody else who has actually created um the kindness bucket um where it's a, a community that that intentionally goes out and and makes comments on Facebook it's a community because they're trying to combat such negativity you know and yeah. that's and and here's the funny thing about kindness and about just creating doing one a day you do that one consciously once a day, within 30 days, maybe 40 days, you will start unconsciously doing that on a regular basis. And I will tell you that when even something as simple as somebody opening the door and holding the door open for me, it gives me that, oh, thanks. Like it puts a little smile on my face. Because it's somebody thinking of somebody other than just themselves. And in our society, as busy as we are, as much as we're hustling, people get so absorbed and so, and I'm not saying that people are mean, oh, how dare you not open a door for somebody else. It, it's, the world is busy. But for somebody to stop for a moment and be outside of their own head and recognize people around them and do those little things, it spreads so fast. Yes. And, you know, such simple acts, like you said, Leanne, it's, it's opening the door for someone. It is smiling. How about a smile down the street? Sometimes I'm, I'm trying to smile at someone in there. I don't even know where they are. <laughs> it's like, just smile back. It's really a simple thing. But even if they don't, I know that I've done that. And perhaps that changed something. Mm-hmm. And of course, we are kind just because, right? right. There's no reason. It's just um, in an act that comes from your heart and that is authentic. And sometimes, yes, it's going to require something of you. Listen, my neighbor, who I hardly knew, and this is one of my things, is get to know your neighbors. That's a kind thing, right? It's such a simple thing, but so many of us actually don't even know our neighbors anymore, and including me, who um, lived next door to this wonderful woman. And, and 
uh, frankly, I found out her husband went into uh, dementia health, dementia care, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I just, I remember I found out she fell in her driveway. Okay. So I brought over food. We've been friends ever since we go out to dinner every week. We, she makes me meals. She's a really good cook. Um, we, you know, go out to lunch together. We just, we, we just help each other, you know, and, um, it's really sweet and it's amazing to me how many years I didn't know her mm-hmm. and I took something, but that something was me also practicing an act of kindness and reaching out. You know, right. I do think the busyness factor is such a big thing. So, you know, honestly, if I'm so busy by the end of the day, I'll just look to see who can I send a nice text to, Right. you know, who can I um, write a handwritten letter? I actually have on my calendar. It's on my calendar. Every Monday, it says, write two handwritten notes. Okay, now I don't have to do it on Monday, but by the end of the week, I will have written two handwritten notes to somebody <laughs> so about something. I don't know about you, but I love getting handwritten notes now. I Yeah, I, I do. I enjoy opening them. And I'm like, oh, my God, somebody was actually thinking about me enough to sit down and actually handwrite it versus just sending an email or a text or whatever that might be. And, you know, bringing up the neighbor thing. I think COVID. Thing while we're talking about this, so I get this. The and these cute, these little, oh. uh, aren't they cute? The happy face stickers. Yep, the happy so face stickers. In my, in my kindness circle, she sent this to me. Oh. Just you know, a roll of kindness, of uh, happy stickers. Right. And so now, when people ask me to do book endorsements and testimonials, which I get that request a lot, I'll do it and I'll put a little happy sticker on their envelope. Oh. So somebody who's in a mastermind and he comes up to me and goes. I can't believe you put that happy sticker on it. I really needed to see a happy face the day I opened your envelope. You know, and so it keeps going, right? right? It's such simple, fun, and not fun or whatever things, including a smile, including just that make a difference. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and I was going to say, I think, you know, during COVID, I think that especially for me in my community, I live with a lot of um, first generation homeowners. So they're, you know, in their 70s. Some of them are even older than that. And you know, I was going out to the grocery store, you know, when I needed to, but I, I would call my neighbors and say, Hey, I'm making a trip to the grocery store. Do you need anything? And, you know, and they would email me back. They gave me a little list and I would pick up what they needed and I would deliver it because they were trying to stay, you know, in their homes as much as possible because they were of, you know, the higher risk. And that has just, I mean, they are so good to me. They are so good to my husband, my daughter. My daughter is five. And I mean, they every single holiday on her birthday, they come over and give her a hand delivered gift. I'm like, wow, you guys are way over the top. But I mean, and it we had moved in right, right before COVID hit, like literally a couple of months before COVID hit. And it was like, wow. And, and we've just become so close because of that those small little acts of kindness. It goes that's, so far. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know, the COVID did a very interesting thing for us. You know, it's sort of a good news of it. And that was to, in my opinion, make us more conscious of those around us. Mm-hmm. And how could we reach out? How could we be more kind? How can we be more flexible? You know, I think it, it taught us that if you paid attention and, One of the things I talk about in in the profit of kindness is what I call the return on kindness principles, rocks, right? And and one of those rocks is is, 
compassion, like what you did, right? And asking, how can I help you? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that. That is one of the rules of, I think, in in business networking, it it should always ask first. But if we then lay in the principle of kindness in into that, look at how powerful we could be as humans. Hmm. Well, that is the point. It's like imagine this: you're great already in business, wonderful. Now add on that because guess what? Kind companies get more publicity. Yeah. Um, in everybody I interviewed, kind companies or P- the CEO or the main person, uh, if they were kind, guess what else? Everybody who worked w- for them was happier. Uh, the people, their clients and customers, happier. They were more profitable, mm-hmm. right? And and across the board, everything was elevated in terms of measurements. Mm-hmm. And it was due to kindness. Right. And I've talked with, I've talked to people on previous episodes about, you know, having, actually having an entire sales force at your fingertips as a business. If you only treated your people extremely well, paid them right, you would, and, you know, treated them with kindness, you have an entire, you have the ability to have your entire workforce literally acting as little mini marketing people out there talking about oh I love the company I work at oh really what company do you work at oh I work at XYZ company oh should I come and work there oh my god yeah we're hiring I mean right there that's a simple sales pitch if you again you know and it goes on all different types of levels anyways I I digress I'm not going to get into that but what I do want to know a little bit more about your publicity boot camp how often you know do you do that and how does that work? How long is it? Oh, I, I, my publicity breakthrough boot camp is a get or done short days. I'm I'm into short. I think people are busy, and I want to honor that. So I don't go these long days. I do short focus. We have a media panel, like real people in the media, who actually tell our participants what works and what's hot and what's not. Um, so that's really good. They actually get to pitch them and everything is live and interactive. There's constant breakout sessions. I give people real things to do that are important for publicity messages. And, um, and we're, we're really focused on using publicity to drive sales and to get leads and to create visibility, credibility and trust in the marketplace. So it's all oriented toward that. It's all on Zoom and it's very affordable and I'm spilling all my secrets and really empowering people to get their publicity done. And they're held like once a quarter usually. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, because I, I think that any any business or any any brand new business owner could use a better understanding of how to really hit the market hard, especially when they're on a budget and to use that budget properly the first time versus having to reinvent the wheel multiple times to try to get it right the first time, right? Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, awesome. So I have a question of the season that I would love to ask you before we wrap up. Um, what do you think will go down in the history books from what the world has experienced over the last three years? Hmm. Well, certainly a time of, uh, I'll call it hibernation. You know, I, I actually saw it as that. And um, I think those of us who 
we're able to adjust and recreate. Like I put all of my programs on Zoom. And um, I think what will go down in the history books, of course, is uh, the sadness of it. And, and yet the, also the ability to see a new way. And I think that has happened in major companies now that they've got workforces that go, I like working from home and I can be very productive and I don't need to do things the old way. So to me, it's about turning the tables into new ways of doing things. And we have been now trained on Zoom. We, you know, are comfortable. People are training all kinds of things on Zoom, yoga and and classes and healing and and doing things business um, that we never did before. And I think we're far more efficient in certain ways if, you know, if you're able to use it and do it and recreate. Um, so, so I think to me that's been a big lesson, a big learning um, that we can do things differently and uh, that it's all possible. Yeah, that's abs- – I, I completely agree. Um, you know, the world was sent into shock, but um, – I think that we've proven that we are able to prevail regardless of, of the circumstances. So it's awesome. So if somebody was interested in reaching out to you, how would they go about doing that? Well, I would love for you to go not only to the kindness circles and come and join us, um, but also go to my free gift, uh, which will be also posted in the show notes. It's my publicity crash course action guide. And it's really fun, more tips to get things done. And also in it is an invitation to uh, attend a live free masterclass with me where you get to ask questions and be present and get things handled for yourself. So that that's what I'd love to give you. And of course, jolublin.com, you can find me too. And just reach out. It would be great. Wonderful. Jill, thank you so much for having this amazing conversation. I really appreciate your time today. And uh, yeah, definitely check out. Um, I will uh, put those those links in the um, show notes. So you can go and check out, um, you know, all of the the things that that Jill just listed um, and get your, you know, claim your free gift. Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk HR. I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.